The DNH Loose Change Podcast is looking for three partners in this new endeavor here at Dyke New Hartford. DNH Loose Change will be a weekly podcast focusing exclusively on all things DNH. The podcast will primarily be comprised of interviews from administrators, teachers, support staff, coaches, and our very own DNH students. By becoming a partner, your business will be given a 45 to 60 second pre-roll, mid-roll, or post-roll read in every episode to a captive audience. Your donation will go directly to help out the DNH Booster Club, as well as help offset the cost of producing the podcast. For more information, contact Travis Kiewit at 319-983-2206 or by email at travis.kiewit at dnhcsd.org. Thank you in advance for your support of our DNH students and roll blue. People Savings Bank is a proud sponsor of the DNH Loose Change podcast. Hi, this is Tiffany Ash with People Savings Bank in Dyke, the home of the Wolverine Pride debit card. We donate six cents to DNH schools every time you swipe your Wolverine Pride debit card for $10 or more. So go shop, swipe, and support our school. Visit PSB today to get your Wolverine Pride debit card. Member FDIC. Roll blue. Hey, hey, Wolverine fans. We are here with episode 10 of DNH Loose Change. My name is Tad Brace, along with my partner, Travis Kiewit. Travis, what is shaking, Bacon? Spring is upon us, my man. Spring it is upon is us. It is. Fine. You know, you go outside in a t-shirt and you're not freezing to death. You're not. That's I right. mean, it's, it's actually enjoyable. Right. And the spring sports are starting to kick off. and Yeah, we, uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit tonight. We're actually getting into a part of the school year that we missed last year, and which I is kind can- of a weird... It is a weird feeling, you know. You know it's feel a little rusty. Yeah, you're like, oh, remember last? Oh, wait a minute, two years Just ago. Kidding. Yeah, <laughs> two years ago. <laughs> well, we actually have a really great show for you tonight. Um, we have uh, Ava Shipper and Tanya Nicholson hopping on to talk um, tag and about a program that Ava was a part of and uh, accomplishment that she was able to achieve in that program. Um, then we also had Ben Freeze, a school board member and track coach, Jamie Shakespeare, fifth grade teacher. And then last but not least, we had Angie Callen, the food service director here at Dyke New Hartford. Yeah, it was a really good lineup. And one of those, I, I named this uh, episode a little of this, a little of that, because I, I felt like that's what it was, was you got some, you know, high school or not even high school stuff. Well, uh, High school, as far as food Ask. services, yeah. And then, you know, both campuses, you had a school board member, a, a track coach, a fifth grade teacher, a fifth grade student. That's you know. why we call it DNH Loose Change. It is a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. You never know what you're going to get on each episode. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, we have a great one for you tonight. So uh, we're going to go ahead and get ready here, and we will jar- uh, get started here just shortly. All 
All right, everyone. We are here with Ava Shipper and Tanya Nicholson tonight. Ladies, how are you doing? Good. Good. Doing good. That's what I like to hear. Yeah, the week's almost halfway over already, so. Can't go wrong there, right? (laughs) Thursday tomorrow. Yeah, you got it. So for our listeners, Tanya Nicholson is our tag teacher here at Dyke New Hartford, and Ava is one of our fifth graders at Dyke New Hartford. So we're excited to kind of get some new teachers, some new students on. It's a it's a new new direction for us at at Loose Change. So are you ready to get started? Yeah. Okay. Sure I am. Let's do it. All right. We're gonna start with you, Mrs. Nicholson. So before we get started, can you give us a little background about your career here at Dyke New Hartford? Sure. Um, This is my 33rd year of teaching, and 32 of them have been at Dyke New Hartford. Wow. I started in the science department with teaching chemistry and advanced chemistry, and then, uh, kind of a long story, a whole other podcast of how I got into tag, (laughs) (laughs) but about 18 years ago, I actually started teaching some high school tag. And about five years ago, uh, the administration made the decision we could go to a K through 12 program. And so I took that on. That's really cool. Where did you start? Because 32, mm-hmm. where was that first year? Corwith Wesley Laverne. CWL, yeah. the Panthers, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, or what? Uh, I'm not sure. It doesn't sound right, but I don't even remember. Okay. That's bad. But it's no longer. There's no CWL. Who'd they anymore. combine with? Uh, you know? Well, they closed. I mean, the oh, school got... Everybody just dispersed? Yeah. I think there might still be a Laverne Elementary School, okay. but the other is no more. And what year did you get here? The year you were a senior, Mr. Oh, Kiewit. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so sorry to hear that. <laughs> she, she still has nightmares. <laughs> yeah. I can remember you reading the announcements every day. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Scribbles. I, I tried to read the announcements anyway, but... Okay, well, that's really interesting. Um, and one of the things that you do, uh, you also help with enrichment yeah. here at Dyke New Hartford um, with all different areas. And um, Ava was able to qualify for a future problem-solving international competition with scenario writing. Uh, can you give us a little information about the competition? Absolutely. Um, I asked the fifth-grade teachers for their creative writers, and they sent me some great, great writers. And to do a scenario, you have to write it 20 years into the future. And that is tough. It is very (laughs) tough to write futuristically because, you know, we don't know what's going to happen, obviously. Their story had to be 1,500 words or less into the future, and they had to be the sole writer. They really could have limited help from the teacher. And that was basically uh, the nuts and bolts of it. They had five different topics they could have written about, and I'm sure Ava will tell you which topics she chose and why. And that's in a nutshell what it is. They submitted them. Ava got third in the state, and so that made her qualify automatically to be entered into the international competition. And as I was telling her today, we were talking, she kind of goes in as equals with the other ones now. You know, it's it's tough to grade writing. And, you know, everybody... Very subjective. Yes, yeah, very subjective. it differently. So they take those top three and they just put them in as equals into the next level. So. And yeah. how many... Do you know how many were submitted? I do not. Do not I, know? Uh, they don't tell us that. They do just, you have a guesstimation? I mean... Uh, it's a pretty big... Um, right. To submit it into international. I mean, probably at least three from every state. And then, you know, you've got other countries that are in this as well. Now, I have had students. um, We had Nikki Weisenflu years back. She was an awesome writer, and she qualified for internationals all four years of high school. 
But wow. that's when she started. She didn't start when she was in fifth grade like Ava. Right. So, mm-hmm. That's <laughs> impressive. Very yeah. impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Mrs. Nicholson, what other um, enrichment activities do you help with? Sure. Um, we have a lot of things. In fifth grade, for instance, we have done a quiz bowl. They did a paper table challenge. We've got a battle of the books team, which Ava's also on. Um, there's other contests. Uh, there are things like History Day. Uh, in high school, we do Know Your Constitution, as you know. You had mm-hmm. one of the students on about that. Yep. And it just depends on the grade level, but there is just a wide variety of things that the kids do. Yeah, I always enjoy seeing the pictures that you put up mm-hmm. of the different kids and the activities that they're working on yeah. at that mm-hmm. given time. So, And it makes me think, I, I'd like to try my hand at you know some of those. I'm like, gosh, I wonder what... I know I'd fail miserably, but <laughs> it'd be kind of cool to try it and, and to see right. that they are inter- very interesting right. you know, and, and definitely have to be a problem solver to, to come up with some of those answers. Right, yeah. exactly. Definitely it, requires you to think outside the box. Yes. Exactly. And this future problem-solving organization, uh, we have two high school teams that did what's called actual future problem-solving. Scenario writing is a different component of it. And right now we're waiting to see if they made it to state. And if one team makes it, it'll be the fourth year in a row they've made it. So wow. it's a pretty neat organization. That's it really cool. is. That is really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we talked earlier. Uh, this year has been very different for you, especially um, just not knowing a lot of things about last year and where kids are coming in. Uh, how has your position changed this year as as we kind of get our footing back right. post-COVID. I don't want to say post-COVID, but as well, it winds down here. Yeah, hopefully towards the tail end yes. of it anyway. Yes. Right. Well, I can tell you one thing. The other day I emailed the high school faculty because these girls I was talking about with future problem solving, usually we go places and we have to write those things. And this year we're not allowing that. So we ended up, I wanted them to at least go to the public library to get them out of the school. Well, anyway, emailing the high school staff, it was so f- interesting to say, this is the first time I've emailed you this year about <laughs> about kids missing class. Usually, I mean, we are gone all the time for things. So right. that's probably been the biggest change. And even things like Ava's in, you know, usually we get to go places and the kids love that. We get to go for Battle of the Books and everything is virtual. And at least they can do that and they can do the right. things. But I think it's a little bit of a letdown that you don't get to ride the bus and go to McDonald's afterwards and yeah. all that. See kids from other schools, all that kind of thing. I bet you uh, your aunt, Jean, will probably help you out with McDonald's if you want. You might be able to pull some strings there. And if not, let us know and we'll we'll help you out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll do that for sure. Yeah. And the groups are different. The way I take them is different, especially at the beginning of the year. We were a little, I think, you know, more cautious about mixing grades mixing kids together and so it's been different but we've made it work and it's been good awesome very good all right Ava are you ready some for some questions your way uh yeah okay bring them on Tad all right so obviously your name was brought up to Mrs. Nicholson for the competition that you were involved in right were you really excited when when your teachers brought your name to her yeah yeah so what made you want to write in this competition um, well, I really enjoy writing, and I like I like creative writing a lot because you can make your own story, and you can just do whatever. That's good. You know, a lot a lot of kids writing is not always their favorite thing. I'm a language arts teacher, so I know that. Right. But I'm I'm excited to have someone in the future coming into my class that really enjoys that. And so was this, um, the writing that you did was it completely your own i mean you made it all up 
the whole thing? Was it hard to come up with the idea or pretty easy, you know, a little bit of both? It was kind of a little bit of both. Like, it was kind of easy to get an idea because, like, it can be anything, but it was kind of hard to, like, choose and think what, like, you want to build the story up to. And and Miss Nicholson said there was different areas. Uh, What did you choose? Uh, I chose terraforming. What is that? (laughs) Terraforming? Oh. What is that? I I don't even know what that is. That's when, like, uh, people, like, they go to different planets and they make them habitable. Okay, all right. So this is like Elon Musk kind of stuff here, right? SpaceX. Right. What, wasn't there a movie about Mars inhabiting that place? Was it, Mar- was it called Martian? Mars? Mars- okay, maybe was it was. It I, I get all those Brad Pitt, whoever else was on there. I thought that was you. Just don't let it out of the bag. <laughs> okay. That's really cool. So what made you choose terraforming then? Um, well, it just sounded very interesting to write about, like, how another planet would become habitable and, like, people living on it, and I just thought you could do many things with that. That's cool. I, earlier this year, we read a Scholastic article about it, too. It was called, I can't, I can't remember the exact title of it, but it was about what it sounds like terraforming, so that's really interesting. Okay, so what was your reaction when you found out you were moving on? Uh, I was really excited, and I was very proud of myself. Um, you should be. Did uh, Chloe or Ella, like, go cheerleader crazy for you? or They were excited, too. They were, they were happy for me. And, yeah. Was there anybody else? Um, uh, how many How many students from DNH participated along with you? Do, you? do you know, or? There was two others. Two other ones? Yeah. There was a couple more that got chosen, but the... The other two and me were the ones who chose to go through with it and do okay. the whole thing. Awesome. So did it take quite a bit of time outside of the school day to work on this? Um. Well, at first I worked on a lot out of school, but then when it kind of was getting kind of closer to the due date, we did it in school more and started writing at school a lot. That's very cool. Did you feel stressed out or anything, or did you you enjoyed it, so... I mean, was it stressful or not stressful knowing there was a deadline or? Uh, It wasn't very stressful. The deadline, we had like a couple months to work on it, so. Okay. So you you wouldn't have waited like I did and and then like the night before try to throw something together? (laughs) I'm I'm guessing you you worked a little bit harder. Yeah. (laughs) We had some deadlines along the way, didn't we? We kind of had it mapped out what to have done at what time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's very cool. Congratulations on that. Yep. Um, we're just going to ask you a couple more questions, all right? Okay. So, Ava, just out of curiosity, what's your favorite subject in school? Probably art class. Art? All right. And what's the, the thing about art that you enjoy? I just like, you know, like how I like to create writing. I like to create, like, art, too. Okay. You have a special, again, I, I'm not very smart, I guess. <laughs> hey, now. Um, what part of art do you like? Do you like the clay? Do you like to... What medium do you like to use? Is that what that's called? Okay. I what think. what medium do you like to use? Um, I I like drawing a lot. I like uh I like the clay too. We did a clay project in art and it was really fun. You know, sometimes people consider me a bit of an artist too. When I'm grading papers, I'll put like smiley faces on them. <laughs> they do well. So you might get some of those next year. 
Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh. She's all for it. So what's your least favorite subject? Um, I don't know. I don't think I really have a least favorite it's, subject. It's PE with Reingard, isn't it? No. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, I like PE a lot. We're just go. gonna we're just gonna tell him that it's your least favorite though, okay? Oh. Yeah. The the best part of her day though is probably the fifth grade shuttle and the bus ride home, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely your best. And do you have a favorite bus driver? You. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> Look at that. All <laughs> right. Thanks, Ava. Hey, yeah. you know what? It's getting to that time, Travis. I think it is. Ladies, we're going to ask you the random question of the day. Uh-oh. Okay? Ready, Ava? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. You should be super nervous for this part. I'm just kidding. So what is your, what's the household chore that you feel is the absolute worst, that you just hate more than anything else at your home? Probably dishes or mopping. Oh, yeah. Mopping would be one. I didn't think about mopping, but that is a good one. Mm -hmm. Why dishes? Um, I don't know. It just gets kind of messy sometimes, putting it all away, no. you know? Yeah, mine would be cleaning it, like actually washing them. And ugh. What about you, Tanya? I don't know. Is, does it count if you say cleaning your dog's muddy paws off when he comes in the house? Is that a household chore? I would think that would count as, you know. Yeah, I definitely You know, think. 90-pound lab doesn't like to have his paws cleaned. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yep. That, that might be up there. I would agree. Yep. Travis, what do you got? I actually had down doing dishes. <laughs> I do not like to do those, even though we even have a dishwasher. Just something about having to unload it, and then it just gets loaded back up, and then unload it, and I, I'm just not a fan, and I really, really, really dislike plastic. Just I, it, it never dries, even in the dishwasher. You got to then dry it by hand, and it's got all these crevices and different... I, they do make glass stuff. You don't have to have plastic. I know. Yeah. I know, it's, but okay. Glass <laughs> takes up a lot of space. <laughs> so I'm a hundred percent with Ava on, and I'm also with Ava on the mopping. I would not like to. I would not That's enjoy a good that one. either. Yes. I didn't think of that one either. Yeah. How about you, Tad? What you got? My similar to yours on the repetitive thing. Mine is laundry. I just I don't like doing laundry that much. I do all my own, and, and some of the girls and. My wife does hers and some of the girls, and we kind of tag team the other stuff, but it's just like the job that never ends. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so yeah, the jobs that just keep coming back over and over Yeah, and over. it's not like dusting where you might do it, you know, once or twice a month or whatever you might do it. Mm. I, have a se I have a close second, though. I, I almost said this one, and that is meal planning, like for supper. Like, what are you going to have for supper? What are you going to have for supper on for the my, rest of your life? On my way here, I was thinking about this question, and I was like, does making supper count as a household chore? I don't even mind making it. It's just tell me what to have. Oh, the cleanup is just, you know, I'm just lazy. All of them are good. All of the above. Yeah. I'll take them all. There you go. All right, everyone. Well, Ava and Tanya, thank you so much for joining us tonight on DNH Loose Change. It's been a lot of fun, and I hope you tell your classmates about how much fun it was. Yep. Very informational as well. Absolutely. Every single guest we have on, I feel like I learned something. <laughs> and we'd like also to congratulate you once again on your yes. accomplishment. Thank you. Yep. Congratulations. We'll, All right. we'll keep you in the know as far as how she does. That yep. sounds good, and we'll update our listeners, too, as we go forward. Yep. All right, okay. take it easy, guys. Right. Thanks, you guys. Thanks. Bye.
All right, everybody. We are here with school board member Ben Freeze. Ben, how you doing tonight? Oh, you know, living the dream. Just get out of track practice a little bit, Gal? Uh, about an hour or so ago, hour, hour and a half. Enough time to get home, chow down. Get home, throw some food down the throat, and head on back over. Get ready for the mock meet tomorrow. That's right. That's right. That should be a, should be an interesting time. Yeah, it'll be interesting all around. Learning experience for <laughs> yes, everyone. For from multiple people, yep. not just the kids. <laughs> yes, that, that is That's correct. That's good, though. Moving on up. Um, ben, uh, school board member, um, this is what, year three? Four. Year four? Okay. Wow. And you've been on a track assistant coach for how long? Ten plus years, yeah. I think. Yeah, you've been a part of the district for quite a while. Yes. Would you go ahead and give us some background information about your the how long you've been here, family, that kind of stuff? Well, I uh, grew up in the uh, thriving metropolis of Stout. Uh, you know, just the just just out out to the west a little bit. A stones throw. Yeah, stones throw as the crow flies. You know, maybe three or four miles. Uh, grew up there. Uh, graduated from Dyke New Hartford, class of two thousand. Uh, got three kids coming through the district right now. Uh, assistant track coach, assistant football coach. School board member, so yeah, I've been uh, been involved in the school district, been entrenched for many, many years. That's very cool. Um, I do know if you are walking down the main hall by the gym, um, you can find a picture of Ben from his high school years. I don't know if that's up currently. It, it currently isn't up, but keep going. It, it will be up, <laughs> but I think he's in a, a really nice, is it a track outfit you're, you're rocking there? I do believe so. Yeah, so he's kind of on the wall of fame. Uh, that You'll be able to see it once once the new school's built. I kind of want to see where this bad boy goes. Yeah. It should be prominently displayed, I would think. Probably right when you walk in the door. The main doors, right. of course. And what, course. what is the picture, what is it for? Track. Track well, and I'm, field. I, my, my senior year, I placed second in state in the 110-meter high hurdles. Okay. Second, huh? Unfortunately. Okay, well. It's, it's, it's kind of a sore subject, so uh, thanks for bringing it up, Ted. Appreciate that. Right. And what place did you get, Ted? Uh, I obviously, in Mario Kart, I do really good. I get first there, but... Not in track. Okay. Nope. I can't do that. So you, our, You've got me beat because I'm <laughs> terrible at that game. <laughs> it's all good. Okay, so Ben, um, what inspired you to become a member of the school board? Well, initially, uh, that was supposed to be my wife that had this position. Uh, we had uh, discussions in the garage multiple summers ago, what, four or five summers ago, and uh, she wanted to be involved civically with an organization, and the school board elections were going to be held that fall, and I said, why don't you just join the school board? You know, you want to be involved? Go join right. the school board. Well, somehow that morphed into me <laughs> being on the school board because she said after some deliberation that, you know, I'm from here, she's not from here, I have, you know, connections and all that, that I should be the one on the school board. So I said, oh, you know what? Why not? Went to a few meetings, decided I'd, I'd run, uh, ended up replacing Tom Leiser, who was in that seat at that point in time. Uh, kind of fell into it just because Tom decided he was done. I filled in my paperwork, turned it in, and I was the only person to run for that position. So, so you were I first there. Kind of, Yeah, I was. Yeah, I, I Default. Winner by default, There you I go. Guess. Nobody so. has to know that, though. Nope. Well, I, cat's out of the bag now, I <laughs> All guess. All right. Well, you said that you felt so. That's not on me this time. 
Right. And so after four years, thumbs up, thumbs down, you, you like it? I mean, it's good. Uh, you, overall? You, yeah. No, it, it's good. You kind of get a, a peek behind the curtain. You know, as a student, you have no idea any of this goes on. Right. It's kind of a oh, school board. You, you, what do they do? They sit in a room and talk about stuff. So, and as a parent, you know, most community members, I don't think, really understand what goes on. Unless you actually come to the meetings and we'll, we'll get a few people that'll show up because every once in a while there'll be a, a topic. that yeah, there's a hot topic. Yeah, or... that, that people want to, you know, either hear about or provide input on, which is great. I, I wish more people would show up and get right. involved with whatever, you know, just be here and see how it goes. So that's kind of fun to get a peek behind the curtain of yeah, how I, the school is run, I guess. And when they come and, and show up, they also give you information that's helpful for you guys to make your decision, oh, just oh, as much as them as you providing them with the information. Yeah. So it works both ways. And uh, I actually came to our first school board meeting not too long ago, and I was really impressed at how efficient and how quickly things were able to get discussed and and move forward. So I would I would recommend to to check one out sometime. It, it's very interesting if you've never been to one. I would be willing to bet it's not anything like you would think it would be. It was funny. A couple of years ago, we went uh, on a vacation up to Wisconsin, and the people that were staying next to us in our hotel were from Illinois. And I was talking to one of the guys. He was a teacher, and he said that he would go to their board meetings. Well, the way they had their board meetings is all the people that wanted to come talk had to sit in the middle and all the people on the board and the administration sat like on a raised platform around them, just staring at them. <laughs> he said people when they would come. Yeah, he said it was very intimidating wow. for people that would come. I said that we sh we should do that. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be fun. Just kind of on our perch, sure. staring down at everybody, giving them the, the you know the 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 raised brow. Yeah, you know, scowl. No, but no, no, it's very it's very like now that we've moved into the library, it's it's more inviting because. People can kind of spread out a little bit more, whereas before, when we were in the old boardroom, it was, yeah, it was packed in there pretty kind tight. Of tight and, yeah, yeah, it was. It was not an ideal situation. Yeah. So yeah. no, the in the library now that we do it in there is yeah, much nicer. And I've been to a, a few, and it I echo everything that you said, Ben, as far as being inviting and even reaching out. If you're there, you may get called on and are asked about a situation. You know, you you know if you're part of it or understand what's going on. So it's. I, I enjoy them. I, I think they're kind of fun myself because you do get to see, you know, it's different than just seeing the agenda and then seeing the minutes. You know, there's there's more to it than mm -hmm. just that. And, and there is a lot of stuff that goes on that, you know, if you're not there, you're not going to you're not going to get. Yeah. And like you said, people will show up just to be there and a topic may come up and well, you know, they may not have intended to speak on that topic or, you know, they might have some knowledge of it, but we're just there for the fun of it and oh hey you know right. tad what do you know what are your thoughts on this you have experience in it and then you know they kind of get involved so it's yeah you never show you never know you just show up and uh, yep. you might get involved and that's kind of a benefit of living in a smaller community i mean like you said that guy from illinois i'm sure you could never do something like that there oh, so no very cool um and What's your vision uh, for the future here? Uh, are you excited about things heading forward, Dyke New Hartford? You are a huge part of the planning committee for the new school. Um, what are you excited about? What gets you really, what gets you going here? Well, one of the things when I finally decided I was going to be a, a member of the school board and run for it, one of the things I, I personally was hoping to accomplish was to uh, 
do a facility upgrade similar to what we're doing now because we had the auditorium that was put on, but there was no really upgrades to any of the classrooms. And you'd hear teachers talk and even having kids in the district, you know, the rooms are tight. Space is tight. You know, people wanted needed more space, readjust rooms and just add on because there just was nothing. Right. So it was something that I wanted to do was kind of see if we could get some type of facility upgrade going. Well, the initial discussion we had when I first started was bus barn. Was what can we do to the busing situation because the bus barn in New Hartford and the bus barn in Dyke, you know, could we bring those together on one site? Could we upgrade the one in New Hartford, upgrade the one in Dyke? What could we do with the busing? And that kind of morphed into just put a building on to the it would be to the east of where the current bus barn on campus here in Dyke is. And some of us on the the board weren't real excited about that idea. So we kind of paused that and researched some other ideas that we could maybe do with that bus barn situation. And that was about the time where the previous superintendent decided he was going to move on to another job opportunity. And then Justin came on. Well, when he came on, that kind of transitioned into a grander scale of, you know, a larger scale, you know, what we're doing now. And and that was fantastic. Uh, I think everything that we've accomplished with the bond and the improvements that we're going to see on campus here and Dyke and in New Hartford are going to be huge. It's going to be something that elevates Dyke New Hartford, not just in the Cedar Valley, you know, Cedar Valley schools, but in the greater eastern Iowa area, I think. It's going to become a destination, I hope, for people that are looking to, you know, get away from that bigger school, but, you know, also have a smaller school, but, you know, those amenities, I guess, that you would get out of a bigger school. Right. Yeah, that, and that's really important, too. Like, you talked about the space in the classrooms. And when this was kind of starting to take legs, um, I had, at that time, they were sixth graders. They're eighth graders now, and they are the biggest class in the district. And I, I couldn't stress enough to people how much we needed space at that point in time. And the district is growing, and with this, it's going to continue to grow. And the space is going to be something that... Uh, we're definitely going to use up. So, And even if, you know, people are concerned that, oh, well, we're going to outgrow this new building that you're doing right now. We have the capabilities to add on to the front. The front between, if you were to draw a line between the elementary and the high school, there's going to be an addition put on there on the west side. But we have the ability to add on a second floor above that with additional classrooms. So if the time comes that we do need more space there is that ability to add on yeah i and i was able to go to a couple of those meetings and i i was really impressed with the extra planning that you guys went with not just the what do we need right now but what may we need in 15 years mm-hmm. yeah there's definitely some forward thinking yes that's involved really cool. with this yes all right let's switch gears here a little bit enough uh, construction talk <laughs> talk about uh construction of a track team uh Obviously, everybody knows last year was a, a washout. You probably have never gone through this. So what are some expectations from the track team? You know, everybody has missed a year. How are you and, uh, you know, Coach Reingart, Coach Betts, Coach Moore, how are you guys doing so far on 
developing that team? It's been a really strange spring. <laughs> uh, track season usually starts mid-March. This year, uh, the association wanted state basketball to get done, state wrestling to get done before they started track season. So there was a, a rest period for those kids involved in those activities. So that kind of pushed the start of track season back three, four weeks, eh, maybe three weeks. So we got started. Then we had girl state basketball. So that kind of paused, shut, yeah. paused, paused our week there. And then snow day here. And then it was spring break. So it feels like we've started and stopped two or three times. There's no, hasn't been any real consistent, you know, week day after day kind of feel to it like you, you would have at the beginning of most normal seasons. So this week, finally, we've, we've had consistent, a full week of practice where we could get kids in on a Monday and just kind of progress through, you know, a, a typical track week. Now, like you said earlier, we have uh, our, our meet tomorrow, our scrimmage meet, and that's going to be a huge benefit because we've got one senior out and uh the last time we had a track season he was a sophomore right. so there's a slight difference there between sophomore and senior year yeah, wow. so i mean we know what he can do because you know we we've been around him athletically right. for the past few years but you know track is different in that aspect of you know what you know what what can you do as a runner and then we've got a handful of juniors which were freshmen then and there's a huge difference between what you can do as a freshman and what you can do as a junior sure now some of those kids they had two maybe three weeks to start last season before we got shut down so there is a little bit there and even the sophomores there was a few of them we had for a couple weeks but you know we had nothing we had some sophomores with a little bit of freshman jv experience you know, one senior with a little bit of JV, li maybe limited varsity experience, and that's it. So it's it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how the kids handle it because you're putting a lot of inexperienced younger kids in a position where they have to lead. They mm -hmm. have to be the the people to take over, and they just they haven't had to do that. Right. And now they're going to have to. And it's you can kind of see it. You can see, you know, our, our senior Nathan Moore, he's he's the leader. He leads all of our stretches and warm ups. But you can kind of see as other groups break off, you know, you've got your sprinter groups and your mid distance groups. You can tell there are certain kids in there that are taking on a leadership role, which is which is great to see yeah, because awesome. we, we need somebody to step up in kind those of, groups. Kind of an mm -hmm. unintended benefit of of everything that's happened. It is. It is. And and the meet on Thursday is going to be huge just to get times. You know, see what kids just can do. Because right. you might have a kid that, you know, isn't showing a whole lot right now in practice. Well you get him out in the meet and the competitive juices get flowing and you know, they, they might be able to do something that you had no idea about, and then you can build off that. So it'll be it'll be fun just to get some times and get some distances on kids and just get back at it again because it's been far too long. This is probably one of the most um, looked forward to early track meets you've probably ever had. <laughs> yes, definitely. It, it, you know, it's going to be a just little a, nicer tomorrow, but it's... You know, it's not quote-unquote ideal track weather, right. but I don't think anybody's complaining. I, everybody's that's, just ready to get out that's and right. just, just compete. Just see what see what we've got and just have fun with it. That's the other thing. There's no, 
you know, none of these times count nope. towards qualifying for Drake or qualifying for state. It's just a chance to get out and compete and see what you've got because you missed an entire season. And mm-hmm. we were we were talking to some of the freshmen on the way out to practice tonight, and we were talking about exchanges and all that stuff. And we were kind of razzing one of the kids because he didn't remember, you know, in the sprint medley it was, you know, what the the legs were one sure. one two four. And he was thinking, oh, I got to run an 800 on that one. And Coach Reingart was like, you know, you were a, a seventh grader the last time you had right. track. He goes, <laughs> I don't imagine you remember a whole lot about that. So it was, it was just kind of funny that you've got kids that yeah. have no no idea what they can do yet. So it'll, big, it'll be fun to see. You're, so yeah. you're essentially, you're coaching and you're teaching at the exact oh, same time. Oh, definitely, I mean. definitely. And it was tonight. Uh, we were working in the gym with the hurdlers. That's the group I like to focus my time and efforts on and we had three freshmen that we were able to three-step with tonight and it was you know you kind of you start at the very basics and you kind of work your way through and we've been working and working and working and we've had some kids that have been really close to being able to do it and tonight we had three of them that just finally it clicked once it once it clicks they can put it all together and then it's just like oh well that was really easy why why was that you know why was it so hard before but it's one of those it's it's a very technical thing that everything has to be working together and if one one part is off and then it throws everything else off so it's but it was really cool we had kids that were big smiles all excited that's to be awesome. able to do it and that you know that's why you that's why you coach right. that's for yep. those moments like yep. that what do you think yep i think it's time tad Fire away. All right, Ben. I, I am excited about this one. Um, what would your bumper sticker say? You have to have one. What does your bumper sticker say? Hmm. Interesting. What would my bumper sticker say? I actually picked this one just for you, knowing that you would never have a bumper sticker. I, I wouldn't. I'm not a I would not have a bumper sticker neither either. Would I. <laughs> but well, I mean I could do something just really obvious. I could be like, ah, go Bears, because I'm a Bears fan. Right, yeah, but I'd, I'd love it. I mean, that or like, go State, because I'm a Cyclones fan. Or roll blue, because of Dyke and Hartford. But I assume you want something a little more genuine, a little more authentic. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I've, I've got mine. Let's hear it. Mine is a bumper sticker, would say, don't do your best. Do my best. Oh yeah, that we walked into that one. That's that. And on it, that's the first thing I when I saw that, I'm like, okay, that's it. I get it. Go. That makes don't sense. do your best, do my best. That makes total sense. Okay, um, I was thinking about this too, and and it would say, um, I was an honor roll kid because I I was looking this up, and no no parents get any credit for for anything. So he gives me like I was an honor roll kid. Oh, so yes, you're, so you're my, pumping my yourself son, up. My, daughter was my son was an honor roll kid, or my son goes to Harvard. What you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, parents were actually laughing about the, how they wanted to kind of toot their own horn, and it would be like, "I went to this," or "I was an honor roll kid," or that kind of stuff. So, and it would just totally to be a smart, you know, mess around a little bit. There you go. Exactly. Nice. Nice. What do you got, buddy? Uh, mine would say, I'd rather be tricking fish. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> By yeah. the way, Travis, how are the northern bass pike doing out at the lake? Are they are they biting yet? No, it's not warm enough yet. Oh, it's okay. still, uh, the waters hasn't risen up to a temperature that they, uh, but the blue smallmouth, smallmouth uh, 
bass, something. I don't know. I don't. I don't remember what it is that you're an expert. Those, uh, those fish, are biting. Trick fish tricker in. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. That that's for another yeah, podcast we, as we well. We could really spend a whole episode on this, as Nathan Moore knows. About, oh yes, about that the, was an enjoyable one. Uh, you brought him on to talk basketball, and you talked uh, trick and fish and hunting the whole time. Yeah, and that what was, what you're and, and wearing to wear. bl- and wearing blue jeans. To, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't wear blue jeans to hunt because to, evidently deer see they, blue right, jeans. Yeah, but oh, yeah. yet, but yet on my on my route, there are now two dead deer sitting a half mile outside of town. Because they got lit up by a car that probably was not wearing blue jeans. It may have. You Stuck know, right you up on them. can neither confirm nor deny that it was wearing blue jeans. <laughs> I do have to give Ben a quick shout-out, too, because he is an avid listener, and he yeah. brought us in some snacks today. Uh, a couple, run, random question, was it last week or two weeks ago? Last week. Last week, you, would you rather have candy or donuts? Yeah. And he brought in a fast break for Yeah, fast Hewitt. break. King size, no less. Hey, that is awesome. And he brought in a whole six pack of glazers for me. <laughs> you guys were gracious enough to invite me in, so I figured the least I could do was reciprocate. Yeah. Well, I greatly appreciate it. Yeah, and, and honestly, we do appreciate everything yep. you do for Dyke New Hartford, Ben. And uh, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up here. And thanks again for stopping on DNH Loose yep. Chain. It's been a pleasure. Reineke Construction is a family-owned business right here in the DNH School District focused on providing residential construction services with the highest levels of customer satisfaction. They do everything possible to exceed your expectations like they have over the last 20 years. Reineke Construction does jobs from installing a garage door, building barns, to your dream house. They have even built a golf course clubhouse. Services include new construction, remodels or general repairs for homes, constructions on a variety of frames and pole buildings, and construction of clubhouses and other commercial buildings. Reineke Construction serves Blackhawk, Butler, Grundy, and surrounding Iowa counties, and most of their business comes from word of mouth, which is the best kind of advertising. Look around their website at reinekeconstruction.com to see a collection of projects they have built or renovated with passion. If you have comments or questions, please feel free to contact them at 319-239-6256 or r-e-i-n-c-o-n-s-t at gmail.com. Reineke Construction. Measure twice, cut once. All right, everybody. We are back with Jamie Shakespeare. Fifth grade teacher here at Dyke New Hartford. What's happening, Jamie? Oh, not too much. Glad to be here. It's usually a pretty good time. Yeah, I have. I drive the fifth grade shuttle, so although I don't know a lot of names, <laughs> I know a lot of faces. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't know what they say in the classroom about it, but I'm sure they got some good stories. <laughs> <laughs> I always one real quick fifth grade. If they have a good week on the shuttle, that's going there and coming back without any me having to raise my voice, um, I get a, uh, I, I reward them with a, can I get a hoya? <laughs> and then they all just scream oh, it as loud as they can. <laughs> but if they have one mess up, then it's off for the week and they, they've, they've earned a few, but it's, I, it's kind of fun. It's, it's a good group. Yeah, they are. Good They're group. a really nice bunch of kids. DJ Scribbles bringing it, bring it home. <laughs> all right. So Jamie, can you give us a little background information for people who might not know that much about you? Sure. Um, I went to school at UNI 
And um, what am I? I went to high school in Sumner, so I'm from kind of around this yeah, area. Not too far away. Yeah, we played Dyke New Hartford in volleyball when I was in high school. So <laughs> <laughs> we did not win. Young <laughs> enough for Sumner Fredericksburg, or it was just Sumner when the I was Sumner there. Aces. We were the Aces. Yes. Yep. We had ace cards as our mascot, or an ace bird. It kind of depended. It switched yep. <laughs> partway through when I was there. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's where I went to high school. Then I went to you and I. Um, always wanted to be a teacher. My uh, brother, I have a couple brothers, but um, one of them is in education and his wife is as well. I got a couple nieces in education. I think it's just kind of in our blood. So <laughs> That's cool though. Yeah, it is. So, um, but yeah, then I did my student teaching actually in Clarksville and in Dyke New Hartford in the fifth grade classroom. I was with Tom Wilson when he was oh, here. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was fun. Susan was, um, Susan Parker was also here at the time. She and Randy Peters actually interviewed me. So... All right. Wow, that is that, that's interesting. That's kind of come full circle kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's honestly kind of where I f- I fell in love with fifth grade. It was just really fun. I always thought I would be teaching lower elementary. I was actually really nervous to do my student teaching in fifth grade. I was in my head. I was like, Oh my gosh, these kids are so much older. <laughs> like they're gonna be crazy. They're gonna <laughs> eat me up. Yes. And then I got in there. And I was like, Nope, this is my jam. I love these guys. These are super fun. So when it opened up here, I was stoked. I was really excited. So and so you're teaching. Where have you all taught? Just here. So this Been was here. the first. Yeah, this was it for me. And how many years? Twelve. Twelve, 12 years. years. Yep. We had it just kind of all fell into place. We'd actually bought a lot in New Hartford, um, right before the tornado went through. Actually, in oh, two thousand eight. Wow. Yes. And so we were supposed to start building our house, and some things happened, and it was like ten months before we could actually build. And it was a good thing because. If we would have built when we wanted to, we would have had a brand new house that would have been ripped out by a tornado because it went right over. All, sure. all of our neighbors yep. lost their homes. And so, yeah. So, but then I got the job here and it just kind of all fell into place. So it's kind of funny how those things work out sometimes. Yeah. It is. It's, it, it, I told somebody just the other night, I was um, talking to a, a couple and I said, we're in control, but we're not in control. You know, it's just weird how some of these, these things happen. Yeah. Absolutely. So I uh, this is weird. So I watched uh, MTV Throwback to the '80s, and it was Billy Idol, uh, "Flesh for Fantasy." I haven't heard that song forever. The next morning, I'm waking up and I get on Sirius XM on the '80s, and guess what song was on? <laughs> You're kidding me. I am a hundred. That that song was playing. That's nuts. And we're not in control. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Bigger things out there. Aliens are real. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey now. <laughs> Jamie, so have you taught any other grade levels then at Dyke New Hartford? Coached I, anything? It's been fifth grade the whole time. Um, when I started here, fifth and sixth grade were both in Dyke. So the first two years that I taught, we were here um, in the Dyke Elementary. And then when they made the switch with third grade and fourth yep. grade coming back to Dyke, and then 5th and 6th, so making it a 5-8 building in New Hartford, um, they had the 5th and 6th graders run more of a middle school schedule. They thought, well, we'd try that out. We'll have five teachers for six classes and and see how that runs with a middle school schedule. Um, So I taught 5th and 6th grade those two years while they tried it. And then after that, it was kind of a... How did it go? You know, the last two years, what were we thinking? And um, <laughs> yeah, it might actually have been three years that we did it. That I'm glad way. the change was made. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say, because I was pretty sure when you started, you yes. were part of our fifth, sixth grade I team. I was part of the, so. f- I was a fifth grade teacher for one year. <laughs> 
Wow. Fifth, yeah. sixth, and eighth grade. All my my uh, rookie year. <laughs> Welcome yeah, to teaching, Tad. I right? cried a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and we found like the sixth graders, they could handle it pretty well. You know, I thought maybe they were ready for it. But fifth grade, it just, it still seemed like they, they needed that one more year with the homeroom teacher and just kind of getting ready for that middle school switch. And, and I'd so. agree with that. Just having one that one year, yeah. there's a really big jump mm-hmm. between fifth and yeah. sixth, and a- I mean academically and uh, social emotional. Absolutely. So yeah, very very good. Uh, and you've coached too, right? I have. Yep. Uh, not for very long. I coached for two years. Um, I I didn't plan on it, uh, but so I don't know how. But Mark Parker found out that like I. <laughs> <laughs> liked volleyball I played volleyball and he thought oh well, you'll be he came you know he came up to me you know Mark you can't say no to Mark you right. can't, no, you <laughs> you can't. can't. No. <laughs> so anyway so he came up to me and said hey you know I just thought maybe you'd be a really good fit for this you know he's a good sell and so um I got my coaching endorsement he said it's going to be like a really great group of girls and I'm thinking okay you know seventh grade volleyball you know it this can't be too terribly bad I remember being a seventh grader in volleyball and um the girls that I had to start off with were Rachel Coop, Bree Weber, <laughs> no. Brooke Morgan, Lizzie Blau. It was like that, you know, era of volleyball yeah. for our school. So, um, it, so you guys were, didn't do very well, is what yeah, you're saying. You guys yeah. really, really struggled. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, it's funny. They were they were so much fun. It was just so many things that you wouldn't expect to be able to do with seventh grade girls volleyball team. Right. You know that they. They were so talented. They worked really well together. Hard, hard workers, all those girls. I remember a lot of the games that we played. It was just, wasn't just me coaching. It was actually me and another gal, Liz Plum, that I had known through kind of the volleyball scene. And um, we were trying to come up with ways when we were playing games to, to figure out how we could get our team to side out because we would just serve and serve and there wouldn't be a lot of volley and going back right. and forth. Yeah. They were just so good. I remember one game, Kelsey Lotwison, you know, and when she was in seventh grade, she's tiny. And I'm thinking like, how, how can this girl get the ball over the net? Probably the best spot server that we had. Like she was just so good. And so she served probably 10 in a row. And so then Liz and I are looking at each other like, okay, let's start making her service spots. You know, we'll see if we can, we'll give her some tough ones. Maybe she'll miss it. Maybe, right. you know, whatever five more nothing spot on i mean like it, you know the games where they like put the pizza boxes out and oh they yeah have people hit them i bet kelsey would have hit one every every single time <laughs> she would hit awesome. that box. but yeah so then she served about five more and then we're looking at each other like okay we're gonna make her jump serve and so then she starts jump serving makes every single she served every <laughs> single point of that game oh man <laughs> that's something you'll remember though yes absolutely as a coach and as an athlete yeah so that was really fun so no I, I coached for two years and then we started a family and so then I put my coaching in the my back pocket and we'll save yep. that maybe for later when my kids are a little bit older there you go right now you we're can always just, come back to it yeah exactly yep. enjoying being at home with the kids so uh, getting back to the classroom here fifth grade you've Taught a lot of it. Yeah, I love it. You got a favorite thing? Is there something in fifth grade? Yep, something, something about fifth graders, fifth grade that you enjoy that they do. You know, what's what what's the big draw for you and and your love for fifth grade? Yeah, it's hard for me honestly to pick just one. It's I love it. I feel like it's the perfect fit for me. I love the kids. I love where they're at, like maturity wise, just kind of in their life. Um, I don't know what's not to love. It's kind of the best of both worlds. You know, they're still, you know, technically elementary and they've got that mindset of like, I love school. School's fun. And, you know, I can also joke around with them. Like I'm pretty sarcastic and and they pick up on that. So that's also (laughs) kind of fun, you know, to mess around with them a little bit. 
Um, you know, they we get to be a part of a lot of things. We're kind of like for the New Hartford building, we're kind of the tweeners. You know, we're we're technically elementary, but right. the, the junior high includes us in a lot of stuff, which we really appreciate. You know, we get to go to the junior high play. We usually do. We didn't get to because of COVID this year, just because of different things, you know, yep. but um, they let us come to their pep assemblies. And I really think it's good for our kids to see that, you know, the things that they have to look forward to, the different activities they can be involved in. You know, we appreciate those things a bunch. So. So lots and lots of fun stuff in fifth grade. All right. Um, so if you had to give one piece of advice to uh, people listening at home um, to help their students or their kids be successful in fifth grade or in school in general, what piece of advice would you give them? Okay. This might sound kind of silly, but honestly, like getting a good night's sleep. I have so many kids sometimes that will come to school in the morning and be like, oh, I'm so tired. Like I just stayed up on my phone or I was doing this or yes. that, you know, and they're really tired in the morning. And we, you know, the be- the morning sometimes is like that best time for your brain to be mm-hmm. absorbing information, learning things. And so they don't, you know, start their day until 10. Well, we're two hours into the school day, and, yeah. you know, some of that nope, stuff. Nope. So it might sound silly, but that's an easy one. I, I mean, think I've that's got, a good one. Yeah. I've got a fourth grader and, you know, he's getting older and he's always, mom, can I stay up? Mom, can I stay up? And I, I would love to spend more time with him and have him up. But at the same time, it's like, no, buddy, you got to get a good night's sleep. You got a big day ahead you of you know tomorrow. You what, know what it's like if they don't. So. Yeah. Well, and a little to expand on that, uh, we have a program now called Bloxy at School. And with that, I can see what grade level is on their computer throughout the entire day and night. Oh, outside of school, too. Outside of school, too. And I've had a little eye-opener on how many students are those wee hours in the morning. There's there's hits and there's stuff going on. And I'm with you. I'm like, just just unplug. Yeah. Unplug, get your seven hours, eight hours in and, and be ready to rock and roll. So I... 100% 100% agree. There is definitely something to do. There's truth to yeah, getting I'm, that I'm that guilty good of sleep. that sometimes, too. You know, sometimes I'm, I'm right you get lost you. <laughs> in what you're doing on your phone or your work, and you lose track of time. It just flies by, and then you yeah. look at the clock, and you're like, oh, man, I should have yeah. went to bed an hour ago. So, Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of notorious about that, too. Uh, you know, if if Tasha's watching The Bachelor or Bachelorette, I can't stand it. So I'll, like, watch, <laughs> you know... Uh, um, main cabin masters or something like that on my on my phone, right. and then I don't realize like, oh boy, I better get to bed. <laughs> so it's, yep, it's, it's easy, easy to get to lost. Do. Yep. But well, Jamie, it's that time. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Travis, you got this one. Yeah, I got this one. Your random question of the day. You ready for it? I suppose. All right. <laughs> I don't so know if I have a choice. Do I have a choice? You, you, well, well, this one you do. <laughs> you do. Oh, perfect. Yeah. You can okay. always just say I, I don't know, and then we'll. We'll step in. I'm but. not going to lie. I almost thought about bringing a question for you guys to put you on the spot Ooh. tonight, but Ooh. I didn't. So I, I, I should challenge some people in the future to bring these guys a question so they uh, can get put in the spot because I feel like they know ahead of time. Maybe Ava could do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, uh, yeah. Uh, futuristic writing there. Oh, yeah. All right, Jamie, your question. What three, thing, what three items would you bring to a deserted island? A deserted island. Yep, there's no Wi-Fi, no, no <sighs> cell signal. No, and I'll be interested because I know how these questions go, and I am, am very interested <laughs> to hear what Tad has to say because he'll <laughs> there'll be some weird spin on it. I'm just saying. There'll, right. there'll be some weird spin of, of well, I you know I go for a magic lamp and then I would wish <laughs> myself off of this. It'll it'll be something like that. I was going to say mine's pretty basic. W- so. What do you got? Things that I could bring with me. All right. I would bring. 
Only water. three. Water. Water. Sunscreen. And probably an umbrella. Need the shade. You're See, dead my right away. I'm just gonna saying. Run out. There's yeah. stuff. I mean, there's stuff on the island I could make up for food. I feel like I I would do well in Survivor. So I need some of those yeah. things to protect my skin. And I've got like. I can make shelter. I'm not too survivor. worried about that. So <laughs> you water, sunscreen. Water, sunscreen, and umbrella. Know, something like that. Or like a blanket or something like I could make. Yeah. Fort. Yeah, exactly. To make a shelter. Keep a shelter, shade, yeah. Yes. All right. Pretty do you want me to go or do you want to go? Like you to can go. Your, your fun okay. answers to this. <laughs> I, I said the first, the first thing I want to bring is my family. Because <laughs> if you're going to be deserted, being lonely and... It would just drive you nuts. So, Kit Wilson, I, I would, I would I bring my yeah. family. The second thing I would bring is a satellite phone because cell phones would die. Satellite phones, they last forever. Um, you would never have a problem. So I could call for help if I needed it. If I wanted to unplug and just be there for a while, I could just be there for a while and be deserted. And then the third thing I would bring, duct tape. Duct tape duct will do everything. Everything. So th- those are the three things that I would Listen bring. Listen to this guy who's like, oh, he's going to bring a magic genie lamp. And, <laughs> and then he's, I'm a family. What, what, what do you... <laughs> ah, well, I happen to hey be now. a bit of a survivalist here. And by survivalist, I mean I watch Naked and Afraid. I watch the show Alone. I watch the show Lost. All those. And a couple things I realized. You need a machete. You do. You need a fire starter. You could make a machete. Yeah, I feel like you could make that. That's no. what I was thinking in my head, too. You no, could, no, you no, could no, bang no, a couple no. rocks yeah. together. Yes, you could. Not like this kind of machete. Because I thought of the same <laughs> thing, but go ahead. I don't, I don't think you understand the kind of machete I'm talking about. Anyways, I'd bring a machete, fire starter, and I would bring, like, a steel bowl that you could boil stuff in. Because if you get, like, ocean water or something, you need to boil it, get rid of that stuff. I'm just saying, I've done a lot of research on this, <laughs> and I feel like those three things would keep you... Safe, but I did like your blanket suggestion because you can use a blanket in a lot of different ways too. Yeah, wow. you know, when I said umbrella, I was like, Wait, I want to shade, that. warmth, all those. Yep, we should put this to the test sometime. Satellite <laughs> phone, Jeez. your family. I was like, Wait, do I want yeah? See, I didn't even deserted? know. I... Hang on a second. <laughs> sometimes we're too specific, and sometimes we're not specific <laughs> enough, I guess. Right? So. <laughs> well, first of all, we're talking totally, it, it would never happen. Happened to Tom Hanks. It, it would never happen. Okay. So. All right. Well, yeah. Jamie, we do appreciate you stopping on tonight and uh, joining us on DNH Loose Change. Hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fun. And yep. you will enjoy the rest tomorrow. of your fifth grade year. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll get through all of it. Dyke New Hartford Booster Club is established as a support group to encourage parent and community participation and to raise funds to enhance and expand the academic, social, and athletic programs that are available to each individual student at Dyke New Hartford Schools. The Booster Club feels strongly that parent and community involvement during the school year can be a key to the success of our students here at DNH. Please consider helping our students by becoming a member. Our Booster Club website can be found under the Parent and Community tab on the DNH homepage. Thank you for your support and roll blue.
All righty. We are back here with Angie Callen. And Angie, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. How about you? Not too bad. Kind of wrapping things up for the night. Yeah. Again, two more days before the weekend. Yeah. Ready for it. It's, it's been a week already, hasn't it? It has. And it's I'm hard bu- to come back after spring breaks. Is this the last full week of March? Yes. I feel like I it is. I think it is, actually, now that you say that. Yeah. Wow. Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> okay, uh, Angie, <laughs> um, would you go ahead and kind of explain your role at the school, um, some background information about yourself? I am the food service director at Dyke New Hartford, and I have actually lived in New Hartford my entire life, Went graduated from New Hartford. Um, my husband also graduated from New Hartford. We have two kids that graduated from Dyke New Hartford, and now I have two grandkids, and luckily they live in New New Hartford also, so I've got one in preschool and one's not quite old enough yet, so kind of been here forever. You've, you've been around the area. <laughs> forever. <laughs> yep, nothing wrong with that. And how long have you been uh, the food service director here? Um, I have been the food service director for seven years. I've been at Dyke New Hartford for 21 years. I was a, started out as a substitute in the kitchen and a bus driver, and so I drove bus for about 14 years, and then... That was about the same time that I went full-time as the head cook, and so I decided I didn't want to do both anymore. So, Do you still have your bus driver's license? Shh. Listen, okay. Wow. I, and I say this almost every, with every interview person, that I learn something that I've never, that I never knew before. Hmm. Was that That's, the thing that you just That learned? is very interesting. Yeah. Oh, boy. Don't mm. get any ideas. <laughs> they already know. Do not ask. <laughs> they, they may know, but I just found out. <laughs> so you've been doing uh, the, the role you're in right now for seven years, and you work at both schools, yes. in Dyke and New Hartford. And do you have any idea how many lunches you serve in a, in a given day we serve on average? A- about 700 a day between the two buildings. That's it? Yeah, no. that's all. That it's is not very many compared to some schools, but... <laughs> yeah, but the staffing is quite a bit different, too, at some schools. So 700 meals. Yeah. And you just don't stop during the school year. I don't think people realize that. Angie runs programs that take you through the school or the summer months. Uh, she's always been there for my baseball teams, Tony's softball teams. Yep. Um. And that's always been uh, a really fun time, too, because those kids, they, they live for that kind of stuff. And um, just kind of wondering, what challenges this year have you faced? Because I know I, I walk through the kitchen or I walk through the um, area where the kids are eating every day, and I, the amount of changes that have been made, yes. it's outlandish. Yeah. It, in the beginning, it was really crazy. You know, especially in the very beginning, because we went from serving lunches for two days and all of a sudden, boom, we were done. And so then we did a quick pivot to the free meals and, you know, trying to figure out how we were going to get those out and what areas we could serve in. And so that was kind of a scramble and just finding help to help distribute the meals. Right. That was and tough. that and just to eat, I, I think you're selling yourself short here a little bit because that summertime you sent stuff 
to multiple locations every single day. You sent, uh, they came to Dyke to the Circle Drive, I think. Mm-hmm. They, in Stout, where was the drop-off? In Stout at was the fire station. The fire station. Um, and there were a few, New Hartford was, was that was there at school. Mm-hmm. But it was every single day, and it was, what vehicle are we going to use to transport this stuff? It wasn't, you know, the undertaking that it took from the very beginning was unbelievable. And um, and it was done almost flawlessly, pretty and, much. And we, and we did it at the trailer park, too. And the trailer park, yes. Yep. I knew there was another yeah. one. And, you know, and we couldn't have, I mean, my girls were great. They, you know, didn't complain. They just said, okay, gave up their summers and did what they needed to do. Um, the associates were awesome because they became my distribution people in Stout and the trailer park. And they, I, you know, I'd send out a text and say, Hey, I'm still a person short. And two minutes later, I'd have three people that said, okay, I'll take it, you know? And so they were great. And then the teachers stepped up towards the end of the summer. Um, and so, yeah, so that was, it was a huge group effort to get it all put together. You know, and I, I look back at that, um, I know at the end of the summer what you were talking about where you were asking for teachers to step in, and it was crazy because we had just had Cora, and we were nervous. You know, you have a newborn baby. Do you even really, with everything, how new everything was, do you want to step outside and come into contact with all these people? So I actually uh, did not volunteer for that because of that exact reason, and I kept thinking how fortunate we are that we had people that, that would do that. Um, so I, I definitely had to tip my cap to, to you as, and all the people that were able to make that happen. So, oh yeah. And we knew, you know, that there were lots of people who had their own health issues or, you know, had their own concerns because it was, it's, it was all unknown and nobody knew what to expect about any of it. So, you know, we just took whoever was willing to help. We (laughs) found a spot for them and stuck them in it. So it worked out good. Um, so on the day-to-day, what kind of changes have you guys made? Well, you know, in the beginning we started out just how far apart do we need to set them? You know, how many kids can I set at a table? How many tables do I have? You know, how many turn in a, essentially a storage room into a lunchroom just to make them all fit and hallways into lunchrooms. And um, that, I think, was one of the hardest things in the beginning was just how can we make it work without making them sit in their classroom to eat? Because that was my biggest thing was I didn't want them to have to go back to their classroom because they were there all day long. Right. You know, this is the one time, one of the few times they get to leave the class. Um, and the a lot of times, too, right now, it's and even still, supply. Sometimes the strangest things that you would think, why can I not get that pizza? Um we were, we're supposed to have pizza Friday. We're not going to have pizza Friday. We're going to have quesadillas because they're out of pizza. So they sent me quesadillas as a substitute. Right. So, you know, just crazy things like that. You um, wouldn't think well, and even was going to run out of pizza. <laughs> right. Well, and the prep, the, the prep has been just crazy. Um, if you don't know, my sister works with Angie there in the kitchen and stuff like that and talk to her every once in a while. And, and just the, the prep, the difference of where what things have to be done is just it's almost mind-boggling to where it was to where it is now and and just the the precaution and the effort that it takes you know just it, it's crazy how much has changed you know within the whole food service system you know 
Oh, yeah. It's, you know, a lot of prepackaging that the girls do in the kitchen just because it's it's a better product if we do it ourselves versus buying it right already that way. So, I mean, and we've always had, I, I brag to my wife because our salad bar, I've always uh, felt is absolutely. outstanding. And when you go in there and like last year, you could just kind of help yourself and, you know, tongs or whatever. And now it's, you already have everything prepacked. I mean, <laughs> ketchup. You don't yep. think about oh, yeah. ketchup and ranch, ranch, all that is, and sour cream if we're having it, or cheese, or little bags of lettuce. I mean, every single item <laughs> on that salad bar, you do not have to worry about being contaminated. There's nothing. I mean, it's right. you guys do an amazing job. Even your silverware comes in little baggies now. Yeah, it doesn't come that way. Well, no, I, I know what <laughs> you're saying. It comes to the, the students and the teachers that way. But somebody is prepping it yeah. along with everything yeah. else that, that well, is going with that. Well, and that's what I'm saying. It's it's really truly amazing just how uh, how quickly you were forced to adapt and how well you did it. And I think that's a testament to um, the staff and the kitchen and Angie yourself. And so we do appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely, quite a bit. Yeah, I figure if my girls will put up with me through all of this, then everything put else up me is through, a... it, through anything. <laughs> if we ever do go back to normal, it'll be a breeze, right? <laughs> <laughs> piece It'd be of like cake. a vacation. <laughs> a vacation. There you there. That's a good way to sell it. Right. I like that. I like that. The pandemic was bad. You're on vacation now. <laughs> um, as we talked about earlier, um, you've always gone above and beyond, and you've applied for programs for um, uh, students who may not be as fortunate as others to for uh, summer lunches, and then you've expanded it to everybody and. You've always taken care of the baseball and softball teams or for our junior high. And I don't think people truly understand the meals that we're getting. You know, we're always getting a sandwich, always getting a fruit, always getting a vegetable, always a fruit uh, pouch of some sort for a drink. Um, and this is not something that Angie has to do. It's something that she wants to do, I, I believe anyways, Angie. Um, why do you do that? As strange as it sounds, it's, I always say for me, it's like Christmas, um, because what is better than giving somebody a free meal and getting paid to do it? So for me, it's like a Christmas sure. present, you know, it's like I can give anybody or whoever I need to a free meal and, you know, it doesn't cost them anything and somebody is paying me right. to give away food. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think people understand how, how popular these programs are. Um, our, our kids go through these like crazy. Uh, I was watching, and I, I think I had heard you talking about the numbers that you went through in the summer. And obviously the pandemic's a little different, but it's, it's just astounding. We would get back from baseball and softball games, and your, the lunchroom would be packed with kids. And I just thought that's how awesome mm -hmm. is it that those kids feel safe and welcomed where they can come have a, a good meal and go home with the nutrition that they need. Uh, that's just, that's just my, my no, thought, I I'm, guess. I'm with you. Um, our last question before we get to the random question, what is the best part of your job and what is the hardest part of your job? Uh, the hardest part is probably making the menu. You know, we have so many regulations that we have to stick within for the government but yet trying to make it something that the kids want to eat and not feed them the same three things right. that they love all the time. So for me, that's probably the hardest part. Um, but the best part, again, is, you know, giving somebody something that you know they need um, 
and you know you know that we're making a difference in every single kid's life or you know even you guys because you don't have to worry in the morning if you're packing a lunch you know that there's right. going to be something that you can eat there um so those are probably the best that's probably the best thing okay um and i am going to say i'm going to add this in there because this is a you heard it first on oh, breaking news change. breaking news um we just found out that we are going to be able to do the summer meals again for free for everybody. So our goal is that we'll do the four sites again. Um, awesome. Wow. That is awesome so, news. Very cool. Yeah. That that really uh, it makes such a big difference. So, again, thank you and thank your staff for everything that yeah. you guys now, do. Now, is that something you apply for? Is that uh, how does – are there grants? I mean, kind of – that is all part of like the waivers that we're working under now that we have been a- able to give the free meals all year long. Um, the USDA basically extended those waivers. Okay. So that means that now we can do everything pretty much exactly the same way we did last year during the summer. Wow. Last summer. That's cool. We'll yeah, very cool. All summer long. So. Awesome. Well, it's definitely time for the random question. I think it's time for the random question of the day, Tad. You want to lead it off? You want me to? No, you go ahead. You. I think you enjoyed. Okay. I, I'm excited uh, for this one. Angie, if you came with a warning label, what would your label say? And you can't say, my husband would say that. What would you say <laughs> that you your warning label? You probably don't want to know what my husband would say. <laughs> so it's just as well. Um, so you mean ask her off the podcast? Yeah, ask Maybe. Dewey later. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say it probably would say um, something to the effect of may explode under pressure or something. Caution. There would be a big caution label. Well, <laughs> the first thing that having you on, my my first thought was something in the, the effects of uh, if you double dip, <laughs> you may get hurt. <laughs> that yeah. is good too. Just, you know, a kid up there just going to town on the ranch and, you know, just. Yeah, that's why we don't put bulls yeah. on the ranch out. <laughs> so, quick ranch food story. When I was at Hudson uh, teaching PE over there, I had a, a first grader that, honest to God, would throw up in my PE class every day. And finally, I asked him about after the third or fourth time, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? And then one of the, one of the, the kids next to next to this kid said, all he does is eat ranch. He'll take his hands and put it in the ranch and then put it in his mouth. And he just <laughs> inhaled it. And then he'd come to P.E. and run around in a tag game and get all worked up and then blow chunks all over the <laughs> thing. And he did it like three or four times in a row. So finally they had to cut him off the ranch. Oh. <laughs> he couldn't eat ranch anymore. Talk about your problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd probably oh sneak him ranch as long as he's not uh, going in the multi. I'm yeah, okay. like, yeah, what is going on? Get in Ryan Garth's gym in there. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Keywood, he eats ranch at lunch. That's all he eats is ranch. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I think my warning label uh. would it would be a caution as well. It would just might say like caution won't shut up or like once you stop. I don't know. Once you once you get him talking, he won't shut up. So, that's mine. That's yours. It would be some kind of smart aleck, right? Yeah, sarcasm. Yeah, warning sarcasm ahead. Or yep, I like it. 
Mine would be, uh, it would say, warning, to avoid injury, don't tell me how to do my job. I like it. That's that's so, what my warning label would be. I thought yours would be something about blinkers. I was I was uh-huh. going to put money on it that it would be like, warning, use blinkers or else. Right. You don't use a blinker, you may end up in the ditch. I also thought that might be one of your bumper sticker. Oh, thing, about too. blinkers? Yeah. Yeah, I try not to think of it because it gets me so upset. <laughs> Probably won't be able to sleep. It tonight. happened tonight. When I had to go do the late shuttle, I'm waiting there on T-55 to cross onto the curve. And then I'd almost rather have you not use the blinker than to throw it on 30 feet before you're going to turn. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, do you see the yellow bus? This big yellow I, bus. I'm, you know I'm going straight. Help a guy out. Anyway, whatever. Sorry to bring up a sensitive yeah, that's okay. subject. I shouldn't have said anything. That's okay. All right, Angie. Uh, thanks again for stopping on, and, and thanks for keeping us running and in action at Dyke New Hartford. Yep. Thank you. All right, everybody. We are going to go ahead and start wrapping up the show. It was a fun episode tonight. A lot of things we learned. A lot of things we learned. I I feel like every guest we have on, I learned something new, which is pretty cool. And another reason why we did the Loose Change podcast was to give our listeners out there, just you know, like uh, Ben said, as, as far as the school board, a little look behind the curtain. Absolutely. And, you know, you get to... Whether you're learning about maybe a, your student's teacher or uh, the happenings here at Dyke New Hartford, we want to make sure you're taking something away from this podcast. Even though we're goofballs, uh, we want this to be something that you can uh, learn from. Right. So. Definitely make it educational. Ah. All right. Well, I think it's time for the first pitch. Yeah. Uh, I'll go with mine first. Absolutely. I would like to give a first pitch out to Merlin and Catherine Peterson. Um, I got to talk with them uh, this this week on Monday night, and they are avid watchers of the YouTube live stream we have, whether it's volleyball, basketball, wrestling, didn't matter. Uh, they really, really enjoy it. They um, winter down in, in Texas, so they're still able to keep in touch. They have grown up in the area forever i mean they've always been here uh their kids have gone through uh, the system and they just like to keep in touch with uh, dyke new hartford and they made a, a substantial donation uh, to the live stream um, they want to just make sure it, it stays and keeps going and and said that don't care where the what you use it on just something towards the live stream so uh, without those people it you know it doesn't always uh, happen um, and kind of like the podcast as well, you know, it does take a little bit of money to get things going and, and to buy some of the equipment and, and whatnot. So a uh, huge thank you to uh, Merlin and Catherine uh, Peterson. Uh, and they just found out how to find the podcast. So that's so, awesome. Yeah. I hope they are able to listen in and uh, hear their names and right. being a part of this yep. first pitch. So what do you got, Tad? Um, I just want to take a second here. One of the reasons I asked Angie to be a part of this tonight was because I don't think people truly understand the 
the lengths that our support staff go through to make DNH run the way it's it's supposed to run. And our kitchen staff at Dyke New Hartford um, starts with Angie Callen and everybody that's involved all the way through washing the dishes and everything. Uh, they do so much for us, so they definitely get my first pitch um, today. Yep, totally agree. It's when you're in the system and you see them working and getting there at whatever time, I know they get there before I do, 6 a.m., whatever it is, and to be on top of it and, and give out the, the food and have it ready to go and always a variety, and it's truly, it's, it's, it's an undertaking, to say the least. When uh, not too long ago, uh, a few years ago, I should say, but not terribly long ago, I was at a, a teaching clinic and I was talking to some potential teachers at UNI and they said, they asked my piece of advice to give the kids. And it was, it was simple. The best friends you need to make in a school, the kitchen staff and the janitors. Yep. Those people right there, you treat them right. They will go so far above and beyond for you. And I stand by that comment today. Um, I've been fortunate enough to work with some great ones. So I appreciate everything that they do. Yep. I'm hundred percent with you. You got to have friends, and those are are two good groups to have friends with. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so we are going to go ahead and wrap things up here. This was a, a a fun one, a long, long episode, but it is fun, and uh, we sure hope you guys enjoyed as much as we do. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-hmm.